Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Sale and Style. Nick is off this week, but I got the rest of the crew with me. Say hello to Dylan, Ariat, and Michael. Hi. Hi. All right. We got a bit of a shortened week this week, but never fear. We still have plenty of news and other things to discuss, so let us jump right in. First things first on our news docket, Marla Gibbs and Cameron Johnson return as Olivia and Theo for Abe and Paulina's wedding. Are we excited about this? Yes and no. What? A Juneteenth wedding? I will say it looks better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah. I'll give them credit for that. But it's it's just, I personally feel like they didn't have to have it on that day. It, it just seems like a pool for Black people. I mean, that is its own separate issue, which you're correct on. But I'm happy that they're back for the wedding, regardless of when the wedding yeah, is airing. Yeah, that's Does what that I'm like. Sense? Yeah, it, it's very yes and no. I'm glad they're back. But it's like, get, get all the possible Black people on screen for a Juneteenth wedding. But yet again, we barely even saw the story of, the whole shooting and everything yeah like i like we're never going to complain about getting to see theo and olivia but at the same time it's definitely giving stunt yes like it's giving negro day and i don't like that at all and it's very it's really taking me out of it they're showing them i don't know the how to pronounce sporadically sporadically and and the way the show has been airing in the last couple of weeks is not helping either it's not. I I am happy to see Theo and Olivia back on screen, and I can understand why you guys feel a way about this. I am looking forward to the drama part of it. I've said it, I've maintained this for a few weeks, that I am looking forward to the reveal and actually seeing Abe get married on screen. Yeah, this is for the, the first, first time, time. That that's happening. That like, actually leads to marriage because we've seen it. Like he had his first wedding last year on screen. And now it actually leads to yeah, this marriage. Will be his first completed, his first um completed way wedding. overdue, by the way. Very, very much so. Um, because a lot of people get confused by this because Ava and Lexi were married for so many years in town, but we never actually saw them get married on screen. We, I believe we saw them get engaged, but then not too long after they got engaged, they left town because yeah. uh, James Reynolds went to go do Generations. And when he returned in 1991 to help uh, Rojan and Marlena figure out what happened to her after she came back, he and Lexi were married. Um, I'm very happy to see Olivia and I'm very happy to see Theo, but I'm going to say something that may be potentially unpopular. If we're not going to invest in Theo and we're just going to keep having him be drive-bys for familial events, we can honestly keep his return. Yep. I agree, but also I think this was too big of a moment not to have Theo return. I mean, th- that is true. He is But Theo's needed. too big of a character to have him coming in for weddings and funerals as well. I completely exactly. agree. So that's like, a slap to the face. I, I, I wish they had a long-term plan for Theo that didn't involve him being a prop. But here we are. But it's even that wasn't a long-term plan. That it wasn't. Was, it was just him being used as a prop. Well, they have not had investment in Theo 
you could even go back and arguably say when Thea was on the show with Kyler, how invested in the in Thea were they actually? Obviously, they they weren't because four months after Ron took over, the five months maybe, Theo left. So, yeah. So at this point, like either give us the investment that Theo deserves or just stop teasing us because yes, he is needed for these moments. That is not, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's needed for a hell of a lot more than just this and he deserves to be used for more than just this. There's so much they could do with him. And it's wasted potential and it's frustrating as hell because it's literally been drive-bys for the last two years yeah Dylan how do you feel yeah I mean (laughs) honestly I'm you know that I am like a Theo Brandon I stand 10 toes down for Theodore Brandon Carver always 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 but I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it I don't trust Ron to write him well yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm real good with getting him sparingly or getting him not at all, as long as I'd, I'd rather have that than have him completely yeah. and totally trashed. That's exactly what Ron will do. He has shown us that. Yeah. He's better off with this, these short visits under this regime than being on the show and fully trashed like they did last year. So while I, I can see both, like I can see your point of view as well, Tony, I kind of do agree with Dylan. He's better off on screen and just showing up. Like, I want him to be on the show. I would love for him to be on the show. He's one of my favorite characters. But Ron has shown he doesn't have the range to write for him. He doesn't have the range or the will. So, mm-hmm. like- and it's frustrating, to be honest. How do you feel about Olivia's return? I am very excited to see Marla Gibbs on my screen again, because anytime we get to see her, it's just happiness and joy. So I will take any and all bits of her that we can get. But moving on, our next bit of news is that Allison Sweeney returns next week as Sammy Brady comes back home. Are we excited to see Sammy and where the storyline is going to go from here? I'm on the fence. Same. I'm glad that she's coming back just because they need her presence to move the story. Yeah, but it, again, it's kind of like, when is she going to pop out of town next? See, that doesn't bother me because if you use people well, then them having limited runs isn't an issue. But they and- haven't used her. Like, she has been absent during... And I, I don't put this on Allison. I just yeah, put this not on the her. Show. This is more of a it's poor planning aspect. by the show because she missed two of her kids being possessed by the devil. But again, I well, think it's not even that. It's, it's it, just Allie can't uh, come in if she's literally in another country filming a movie. Yeah, like, it's not in. even that. It's just when she's gone, the story that she leaves with it literally stands in limbo until she gets back. Yeah, that is also true. They literally put this on, like, she left in December. She left on New Year's with Lucas, and they literally pressed pause on this story for six months. Exactly. And the only aspect we get of the story is people running it back and telling the story again. 
Yeah, it's just, it, it, I feel like, I don't know. So it's like, I can't enjoy it because I know she's going to eventually leave again. And then the story is going to mm. pop. Yeah, and it's, you know. But that's hard. like, I get that. I do. But that's like completely on them. I liken that to running a company and having seasonal employees. If you're hiring for a season, if you hire 20 people to work during the summer, you know when you hire them that you only have them for the summer. So Mm -hmm. whatever it is you assign them to do needs to be wrapped by their end date. When Allison Mm -hmm. comes in, they know exactly how much time they have to tell story with her. It's not a surprise. So. (laughs) so that's why i'm saying like i don't mind her popping in and out the problem is them making sure that they utilize her time well because they know when she's leaving it's not a surprise yeah time management has never been a thing but days does well look at and and honestly there's ways there's ways to push the story without her being there precisely they're not doing it they're not doing it so it's like, I get you. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't, her being, anybody being recurring is not necessarily an issue. Cause I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel not, like General I'm Hospital saying, does a great job with Ned. Like, Ned, yes. And Valentine. Yep. So I mean, there's, there's ways that you can move story along and there's not necessarily having no shade. On the canvas. There's no shade to Allison. This is just shade. To yeah, the- no, I feel you. Yeah idea of this is like i want to be excited that she's coming back but at the same time it's like when hey, are we gonna be in limbo again y'all you don't trust them to you don't trust them to tell a complete story in the time that they have with her exactly that it would be different if they wrapped up the story as soon as right she, but they don't even do that I they personally- literally throw it up into the sky and we're still waiting for it to come down like bobby's hat i I personally don't think they have used her well since I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think you, I think your main issue started when, when she came back with Charlie's murder. Yeah. In 21. I, I did like that return initially, but I don't like how she's been all about her love life. Cause what I, I love, love, but, uh, but that's, I, I, but just, what I, I do love about Sammy is her messy family dynamic and yeah but sammy and you'll see it more when you when you watch the 90s sammy has always been about whatever guy she's i know all the way back to austin like there's so much going on that i wish they just had a better plan while while she's still like able to film before she leaves again i don't like how they've used her and i'm i think honestly what would work for her given her schedule is if they tried to block shoot a lot of her stuff so that we could technically get weeks or months of content with her in Salem, but she only has to be on set for a few days because you're right. The way they've kind of done it over this last year has put a lot of stuff on pause that doesn't really, that shouldn't be on pause, but we have one more story, uh, one more news item before we head into our stories. Uh, Casey Moss will be returning as J.J. mourns Abby's death in the coming 
don't think I don't think he returns next week. I think he returns the week after, which I'm very happy that they are bringing JJ home for this because it would have been a glaring omission had they not. Yeah, he definitely needed to be there. Yeah, because I I thought it was weird the entire week. I don't think they even mentioned JJ. And I was like, where is JJ? He's like, he should be here. And I was glad to see the spoilers. I'm happy to see him be there for Chad. I'm actually happy to see him be there for Lonnie as well. So I'm, I'm excited about JJ's return. And I'm happy that it's Casey and that they didn't do a recast JJ because Casey was the, Casey was there with Marcy's Abby. They had a good connection. So we can, you know, it'll be another heart-wrenching aspect of the story, but I'm very excited that they're playing this beat. And with that, we shall move into our headlines. Uh, just a bit of a programming note, because we had a bit of a shortened week, all of our story discussion will be in the headlines portion of the show. There was not enough to justify it in other news segment. So with that, we will move on to our first headline. Tripp says goodbye to Ali Chanel and his parents and heads to Seattle to visit Stephanie and Joey. Can I begin? Yeah, go ahead. So long, Trip Dalton. Boom. <laughs> come back. Hater. 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 <laughs> Michael, you, just you wait. You're going to throw tomatoes at me later. But anyway, I mean, I'm not mad at him leaving because I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a hater. I'm just, I just don't care. And neither does the show, but that's not the point. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Go on. Steve got to of... cut Stephanie out. <laughs> Not necessarily because I like, and I was going to say this, but we know we see them all three together in Beyond Salem. We don't know that Trip does not come back with Stephanie and Joey in Beyond Salem uh, after Beyond Salem to the main show. And the way they made Trip's exit sound with the way that they kept highlighting only a couple of months i do wonder if he will in fact be back on the main show after beyond salem is over so i don't think that steve will be having to cuss his daughter out okay another thing that had me confused ava did a lot of crime and what am i gonna do without him You've been in town how long? And y'all barely spoke. Also, their goodbye scenes were cut to smithereens. They only showed us the scene where she found out that Abby died so that they could give us the scene at the end with her and Gwen. But they showed up like 15 minutes into that episode on like, I think Wednesday. And so it was very clear that half of their goodbye was cut. It was still weird because again, Ava was in and out of town mainly focus on Rafe and Nicole this whole year, we've barely seen them interact. Yeah, they didn't do a very good. <sighs> I think, okay, my thing with this is whether you like Trip or not, he's the type of character that they actually need to keep around. Yes. That, that younger set, there's three people. That's that's not a that's not a <laughs> that's not a scene. That's not a young adult scene. That's 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 GH when their entire teen scene consisted of Michael and Christina. 
And they just started having to invent random characters to round it out. And it never took because we didn't know these people and we didn't care about them. Well, Daisy's going to have to give us random characters anyway, because everybody's related to everybody. (laughs) No, I'm just what I'm saying is like they don't, though. Because yeah, the, that's the, the they, frustrating thing. Like they could have Claire, they could have Theo, they could have Joy, they could have Trip. They could have these characters that actually have roots and history and relevance in the show. They choose not to. So now we're left with the twins in Chanel. That's not a young adult scene. It's a nice triangle, but it's not a young adult scene. So it's like, regardless of what you think of Trip, he was he, he was a character that was actually needed on this show to round out the young adult set. Also, how yeah, do we feel that he agree with? How do we feel that he survived the devil possession only to leave town less than a month later? Like if they were going to write him out, he should have died. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can hear Nick screaming, which I know probably, <laughs> which I know probably sounds like it. You know is contradictory to everything that I just said. Yeah, but but still, two things can be true at once. (laughs) But, like, if you're not going to keep him, if if you're not going to keep him, make his exit meaningful. It really took the balls off of the lackluster ending that the possession had. Yeah, because honestly, I figured since he lived, he was going to get story. And I looked like a clown because I was a bit wrong there. But, you know, I had a feeling you would be leaving. No one listened to me, but I had that feeling. But I have to agree why. I mean, it's even if I really don't care, it's still nice that he kind of has like has like a good exit. Um, everything kind of has been resolved. But it still doesn't make sense. Like he should have gone out, out the big way, dying. Yeah. And it feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Like, and I'm happy we're going to get to see him in Beyond Salem. And I'm happy we're going to get to see him kind of introduce us to the new versions of Stephanie and Joey. Um, like I'm excited for that and for Beyond Salem, but he wasn't necessarily needed to achieve that. He wasn't. Yeah, it just just all falls kind of a bit flat. Yeah, choices were definitely made here, and I don't agree with a lot of them. And I'll just say that. Um, But moving on to our next little story beat here, Johnny spends some time with Marlena and Susan and tries to get Susan to predict who Chanel will choose. While I enjoyed the comedic aspect of these scenes opposite all of the stuff going on with Chad and Abigail on Monday, this kind of felt out of place at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, okay, get back to Abigail. Yeah, this, I I could have done without (laughs) all of this, to be honest. Like, it just... I mean, I will never say no to seeing Johnny with both of his grandmothers, but like, it could have I mean, just I get why it was needed to get Belle, you know, because we had to see Belle taking the kids over there, but again, it, it was just weird placement. 
Yeah, it could have also the, easily just been dinner with the three of them without yeah. him trying to get her to channel her psychicness. Yeah, like the the tone shift was so stark that it felt very odd. Yeah. I'm just here being exhausted of Susan. <laughs> I'm I tired. I think you've been. I think you've been. They're there torturing like me. The it's mean, 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 mean. <laughs> I'm over it. Like I've had my limits with Susan. I did like. <laughs> I did like Marlena's reaction to her. Well, my thing is, they just oh haven't God, explained why she's still there. Like, why isn't she back with Edmund? Roger. <laughs> I said what I said. Uh, but I. I mean, I can buy that she just kind of wants to spend time with EJ and Johnny, but like that needs to be stated in dialogue. Nah, she can go. I mean, she can, but if she's not going to, they need to tell us why she's not. She's here to annoy me. I feel like this is just a delay so we can see Eileen as as um Krista. Or this... well, that could that could be too. Which I think they're that. just um they're trying to use like um. Stacy, when they're when Kristen is not on screen, they're using her as Susan more. And when yeah. Kristen is back, we see less of Susan. Yeah, it's very clear that they're which not would make sense it. to me if they just go ahead and make Eileen Kristen and Stacy Susan, but they're not doing that. They keep bringing Eileen on for these little guest stints and then popping her off, and then state is is wild to watch. Wild is definitely a word for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really not though, because like we've only seen Eileen on the main show for in the possession story. Yeah. yeah. So why isn't they just putting Stacy over there and beyond? You know what? I'm trying to bring logic into something that just doesn't have any. Dylan has a point. You only bring her onto the main show as a guest stint. Why not just have Stacy be Kristen on Beyond Salem? I've said before, like, clearly what they wanted, like, for their quote-unquote big projects, they wanted to use Eileen because of her name recognition and her brand. So whenever they negotiated for however many appearances they negotiated for, it was clearly for, like, big things the possession the christmas movie beyond salem appearances she's not going to be on the main show that was not the goal and i think i think we said this last week but if i was stacy i would feel some type of way that i'm good enough for the main show but not good enough for your special projects yeah i don't know the whole the whole situation is just weird Okay, so now for our last little bit before we get into the big stories, uh, Belle and EJ almost sleep together. Here for? Um, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Uh, they have chemistry. I didn't hate the scenes. Um, I'm curious to see how Sammy's going to react when she hits town. But I am glad that they were stopped while Belle was drunk. If this is going to happen, and if Belle is going to choose this, I would rather her be of completely sound mind when that happens. This is true. That I agree with. So, I guess we all just trying to get to Abigail, huh? Because we, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) I really, truly, truly hate it here. 
there yeah we didn't need to take this route to get here uh, yeah honestly all. like the, the sean jan aspect of it and using that to push bell towards ej wasn't necessary when bell and ej were already bonding before this like bell and sean's tension could have come from the fact that he just doesn't like how close she is to ej yeah that's literally all we needed to get here. We were already halfway here when they threw in the baby wrench. It's like, just, it's just it, uh, that baby ain't long for this world, by the way. He better fucking not be. I'm just putting it out there right now. We didn't even see the birth. It ain't long for this world. I don't think so either. How I hope not. Cause uh yeah. I'm so frustrated. I can't even enjoy Shell anymore just it's it's a lot it's i can't even really i can still somewhat enjoy bell because i under like but it i i the sean thing is more frustrating than anything for me mainly because i wish he's what i'm getting is not how i wanted this story to go like to be honest i don't even want that baby to exist i did not want jan to get pregnant i did not want them to actually have gone all the way since we were here and that is what happened i wanted them to acknowledge what happened to sean was an assault and treat it as such which i know is a giant ask given who the writer is but that is what i wanted and that is most assuredly not what i got they're not they're not acknowledging anything like they're not acknowledging the things she has done to them in the past like when it comes to Sean, especially because this to Claire, like I'm sorry, like you tried. To I mean, that is my... something I feel like Bell has brought up, I but think... Sean hasn't. You literally tried to barbecue my daughter, and I'm spoon feeding you kale. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of things, not just recent times, but like going back all the way, like even to high school, or like when she held him hostage. Yeah, there's so that. much they can go back on, and like this is not the first time she i said it last week they should know what jan is capable of and the fact that they have taken this trash route with sean and bell makes completely no sense and it's just it's really grossing me out it's the main story that is aggravating me the most because at this point sean deserves better and it's so frustrating because Ron did so much to stabilize them because they were not in a stable place for the longest time. And Ron did so much to stabilize them and make them a unit and make them fight Jan together that to then shit on his own writing is just such an odd choice. Mm-hmm. Dylan, what do you think? I think it's really clear that Sean is an afterthought in all of this. And that's what bothers me Yeah, so much. Like, because like you said, we could have gotten here without just like completely throwing him under the bus. The way because it's common knowledge that Bea got loose leaves. Like, I mean, just have a cheat again. Shouldn't have even, or even have Sean's insecurities be the thing that forces her to cheat. Like, even like like let's say Sean caught a puppy dog look from EJ to Belle. And then Sean just kind of gets a feeling that EJ has feelings and that Bell isn't necessarily pushing him away as strongly as he would like. And those insecurities and those old issues come up and then have Bell have an issue with the fact that Sean 
could like if they had done it in a way where Sean couldn't see what that that wasn't her in bed with him then couldn't tell that she was possessed if they had played the beat before we found out that she wasn't on top of his insecurities about EJ's there were there were ways to play this without going all the way offensive because honestly the organic drama of the fact that Belle doesn't feel like her husband recognizes her anymore because of everything that they've gone through over the last few months would be enough to get them to this place without having to throw in a baby. Does that make sense? It does, but... Yeah, they, we just... Uh... We took the most convoluted route when a straight line will do. <sighs> but shall we move on to the really good Might stuff? as well, because we've said... <laughs> every single thing about the story every single week and i think we've made we've we've made our opinions quite clear so yeah so there's us, not much to say let let us get our tissues ready and jump into the main story of the week chad finds abby stabbed in bed she dies at the hospital which leaves chad devastated and brings jack and jennifer home billy billy matt and katie did some heartbreaking emmy work performances this week and i was sobbing my face off through all of it they killed a oh. real nigga <laughs> they killed a real nigga i just I have a controversial take about this i will say more on my shade okay so I, I'm, I'm gonna go first i was kind of mad that they didn't decapitate abigail <laughs> yeah, look i'm saying i was looking forward to seeing the shit not even gonna lie i thought that shit was gonna be as the head turns <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had our podcast title. You're a mess, sir. I was looking forward to seeing that whole role. I ain't going to lie to you, but it didn't happen. But I did get a brutal-ass murder. That man went through three towels full of blood. And the blood stayed on his head. And he was in that bloody shirt for the whole three days. I was like, oh, my God. That that was pissing me off. I'm like, ain't nobody going to tell this man to change his shirt. I would have made him. That's... To me personally, that's just a sign as a cry for help because he was literally just sitting there with his wife's blood on him. He did not change. He didn't think about changing. It, it was sad. It was sad to watch. Um, what else? Really thought the kids was going to walk in on that. So glad they didn't. See, uh, this is what we differ. I don't know how what to feel about these scenes. I mean, I really liked the part when Chad showed up and like he was like he was trying to stop the bleeding telling abby to hang on calling the ambulance i like her how- talking i wasn't expecting her to be alive in the hot I like, mean- on the bed so when she i was like oh god when she started talking and they showed in the, the promo kids. so i kind of expected See, she was in the, that. the promo made me think that it was like a, a dream that he had like like so i wasn't sure if that was a, like if that was happening in the moment or if it was just a dream I had a feeling it was like her dying words and kind of was. I I really enjoyed seeing all of that and Belle and EJ showing up as well. And But the moment they got to the hospital, I felt like everything went too fast. We didn't get... It to- went too fast because she was already dead. Already. <laughs> I know, but I was, I'm just saying I wish we would have seen... The whole like hanging between life and death. Yeah, we saw it in 
the bedroom, but I would have liked to seen the dramatics of it at the hospital. She she died kind of like kind of, I feel, but she she didn't die at the hospital. She died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, and they spent an hour trying to revive her. But I still would have liked more more of it in the hospital because I felt like we jumped way too quickly. The editing, I, I will get to uh, it more uh, later. But I, 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 I get what you're saying. It but was very choppy. Time, this is what logic has to pop in. They went through three whole towels of blood. <laughs> know, there God. was no way she was gonna make it to that hospital. Yeah, she lost half. She lost half her blood volume in that. Bedroom. It's not more about making it, but just seeing more because it's. I'm yeah, but, uh, what, uh, uh, okay. Kayla pounding on her chest trying to do CPR really wouldn't have added anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have saved her, but it would still have added the drama for me because I felt nothing watching this and that's not the feeling I should have, but I will get to my, that will be a part of my shade later, but uh, this is not what I expected. I get that. I think where we differ is I don't like stunts for the sake of stunts and that would have been a stunt for the sake of a stunt true it, it just would have been too much i honestly expected to see something along the lines where when eli ended up in a coma because that was a whole lot of like from the moment he w- got shot to the moment he ended up in the hospital and the seizure and ending up in a coma like we got to see every step of it maybe but maybe that's but why that's a total but that was a totally different situation that is eli true. was not dead that is true. <laughs> like, but I'm just you, saying, like, Eli I just, still had a possibility of life. A- Abby was out of there. She, the situations are not the same. But I, I, I I'm just that. saying, I just want, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a person who likes to see and not hear things. Like, I'm. You want to tell. see Aunt Kayla pounding on her dead niece? That was that was more show not tell it, type of person. You got. It. I you know, I get, get that, but I think honestly that would have taken you out of the moment because you know she would have been doing CPS uh, CPR on her feet. <laughs> on a dead body. Like I don't think you guys get where I'm exactly. No, I totally get I to- no, totally I just get it. I just I felt like it was very the rush came for me when Jack and Jennifer hit town and they already knew. Yeah, yeah. that also I felt like it was really weird. I I feel like we should have seen these moments because normally they would have dragged it out. But what I wanted was to even I wanted to at least see a moment of of Steve picking up the phone and calling Jack. And even if all, all he said was Jackson, I have some terrible news. And that's the last thing we saw. Then cut to on Tuesday, them being in town. That would have been perfect. Like, I, I, I guess the whole point I'm trying to say is maybe not the dramatics, but the reactions should have been played up a bit more like the moment like after they bring Abby in and Kayla realizes that she's dead and then like seeing Jack and Jennifer hear that their daughter is dead like we missed key moments and yes I wanted the dramatics but that is me but we missed key moments and it just played in a very low-key underwhelming way for me and I'm not I ended up feeling nothing and that's not how I should feel considering I love Abby I love Chabby but they made some choices that I I I don't get 
I will say I had a completely different take on the hospital stuff. Like I have to give kudos to both Billy Flynn and Dan Fargo because in their, the moment that Kayla said that Abby was gone, I felt a complete shift in how Billy played it. And there was like a stillness around him and almost like he was moving in slow motion and moving through mud and everything around him kind of became muted and he didn't really know what to do. And I love the fact that as Kayla is telling him, like EJ is just kind of holding on to Chad and kind of anchoring him to the moment. And it just, that that whole scene just kind of really affected me and hit me in a way that I wasn't really expecting. And I really enjoyed that. Dylan, Michael, what did you think? Like Dan was a standout for me. Like I love just, he did so much with just his face and his body language. Oh yeah, his eyes especially. And I just, and like he was literally holding Chad together, literally physically holding Chad together. And it was just like little things in his performance that really like stood out and pulled focus. Cause I personally, me, myself, I am one of those people. I don't think the dramatic whale drop to your knees, pound on the ground, scream to the heavens reaction is always the right one or the necessary one. Um, Sometimes grief, profound grief is felt very deeply and expressed very quietly. And I appreciate when an actor can like portray that because it's not easy. It's, It's a lot easier to go over the top and hysterical than it is to be quiet and contained and devastated. So, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God, Katie McLean, like, wrecked me. Oh, I forgot where I was for a moment. I started yelling at the TV, where's Tad? Oh, Tad, please. It was really good. It threw me back. I knew she could do it because I've seen her play Grief before. But honestly, truly... We're not talking about Matthew Ashford scenes. That was good too. Oh, yeah, his hit me. His hit it, me I, so hard. It, it was his actions that was getting me. It was the fact that he just couldn't even touch her because he, he could, couldn't believe. He couldn't touch her. He couldn't look at her. Like this was his baby girl. Like this is when she was born. He literally said she is the standard to which all children should be held. Like Abigail was the center of his entire universe and his failings as a father towards her has always been a driving force in what has made him want to be a better man. And so the fact that now he has run out of time and he will no longer be able to make up for everything that has gone wrong with them just, oh my God, it wrecked me. And like, even even the reactions as Katie was doing her stuff and they just kind of shot over to him and you could just kind of see that he was still like, it, it was almost like he wasn't even there, which I know a lot of people were kind of like dragging him for that. But for me, it almost felt like it was an outer body experience for him, if that makes sense. It was just all like so heartbreaking, but so, so good. Abigail, Daniel. She did, but yeah. like I, I can't believe it actually came to fruition. We've been talking about the potential of it happening, but now that it's finally here, it's like, damn, 
you expected to be celebrating and that is not what happened like okay you in a way in a way there's 95 percent of me that's saying and then there's that other five percent is like damn this is my agenda i finally got it the end of chabby i personally would have liked it the other way around that's just me though but i i, I won but i lost because you, I think it was Monday, you went into the episode like expecting to like dance on her grave and celebrate. You were like, No, no it shit, wasn't I'm that. Sorry. I was just like, Yes, finally, Chad is a widow, is what he deserves. And you're like, Well, shit, I feel bad for the son of a bitch. And then he st- uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, but we're going to move into. But the I next... thought it was going to be Chad is a widow day, but it just wasn't. It didn't hit the same that I thought it was going to hit. But we will... nevertheless, I won regardless. We will move into the next part of this. The town reels from Abby's death. Marlena, Bell, and Johnny are devastated, and so is Gabby, who vows to find the person who did this. Kate and Jake try to support Chad. He lashes out at Kate and apologizes to Jake. Okay, first things first, Deidre Hall. She ain't seen heaven. Gutted me. She's dead for doing that to us. It literally, like... He said that, like, EJ said that Abigail was gone, and it was literally like somebody punched her in the gut. If Susan didn't come over and hug her, like, Marlena would have fallen to her knees. And I just was not expecting it, but I loved it because of how close she was to Laura. Like, it was so good. And I... I feel like they're going to address this. uh, Laura? Yes. Finally. Out of it. Because isn't she and John going over to comfort Chad in a few days? Uh, I think next Monday? Not this coming Monday, the the following Monday. Yeah. 27th? Yep. That is correct. I will say, even if I didn't, like I said before, I didn't feel anything. There were moments in this where I, I did feel something, so I'm contradicting myself. But I did end up like, tearing up when um johnny found out that Abby yes, I, died. I, w- I was going there next because the full circle moment of johnny having been there for chad and abigail's very first scene to the moment of him being there when she died oh because i feel like I don't know how to describe Johnny, but th- this is the first time I've actually seen him really vulnerable. And that took me back a bit. I was like, whoa, like really, real, really vulnerable. It was just, it was refreshing to see. One more thing before we move on. Gabby going out for blood and I'm ready yeah. for it. Yeah, that, I love Gabby's was reaction most, was very realistic for me. The most realistic um reaction i think not not that her the the other reactions weren't realistic in their own way but we all have that person that like we have issues with but if anything were to happen to that person it would still affect us on a deep level and that was what gabby played like that was what gabby showed us and that was honestly the most real and connected that camila has been to material probably in the last two years for me they're very much in their vicky and dorian era which is weird considering Sam and Nicole haven't made it there yet. But they are in that era, and I'm very much loving that. I don't think Sam and Nicole have ever really been friends. So I I guess that's 
where they differ from Abby and Gabby. Because Abby, they were like really close friends once upon a time. Yeah. And I, I love that kind of, that Lee just kind of let her have her moment. Yeah. And was kind and of simultaneously talking that talk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Dylan said that in the group chat because um, I ended up having to watch on a bit of a delay because I ended up getting busy on my lunch break that day. So Dylan had said in the group chat that Lee Shin was talking that talk and I'm like watching their scenes and I'm like, I'm not getting that vibe quite yet. And then it hit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I just left with them too. Oh, man. But there's also, um, can, but, <laughs> can we talk about... It, it's funny you say that because when I read that message, I was like, oh, I'll be the judge of that. And then I watched, I was like, well, damn, he is talking the talk. <laughs> But I, I also want to touch on um, the Kate-Chad scenes. Oh, that's when I stopped feeling sorry for the bastard. I get it. You love Kate, so you're caping for her. But as somebody who has wanted to see Kate get dragged forever, I thoroughly enjoyed those scenes. She had that coming, to be honest. Yeah. And Billy played it brilliantly. Like, I like he started yelling at her, like, his whole face changed, and I got goosebumps. Like, oh my god, so so good, yeah. And I mean, like, let's not to put too fine a point on it, but it's not like Kate and Abby were super friends, they were you not. know, <laughs> like, he wasn't. He, and it's he wasn't wrong, you know. No, he was he wrong, wrong, but he wasn't wrong. Because she wrong, absolutely would to protect her child, and he knows that. So I, I actually also really enjoyed the the Chad and Jake scene too. Like Chad actually apologizing and owning how wrong he was. I wish he would have had a chance to do that more when Abby was actually alive to be able to hear that. Mm. But I'm glad I got it. It took Abby dying for him to be a good husband. This is the most I've enjoyed um, Jake and Gabby, even if they're, like, separate. Yeah, because J- Abby was the only one who was ever nice to Jake when Jake first became in, you know, first came into the Demera fold. So for them to kind of go back to that was really kind of nice. Because even the moment outside the mansion, I felt something. I was like, oh. What's this? I, am I am I actually starting to care? Like I, I'm confused. And then when he <laughs> left the mansion, that's when I was like, "Move, your time is done. Move." I wouldn't well, go yeah, that he- far from me that I started to care, but I just felt like this is what we've been missing with Jake as a character and yeah, Gabby. They, they placed him in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. You you notice it went downhill once he got outside and started arguing with Gabby. Yeah. I was like, okay, move, Jake. It's I time. feel like I feel like they consistently focus on the plot when it comes to them instead or the overall show, obviously, but um they do it excessively with them. And we don't like we've lost who Gabby is along the line, and we don't know who Jake is, but seeing him more human made him more relatable it also helped that we're leaning into a relationship and history that we saw on screen 
Yeah. yeah. Like he can, he can talk about missing Abigail and feeling bad because we saw them actually kind of have some sort of a friendship yeah. in a way. So it's not something we're being told and not shown, which I think also helped us be able to tap into the emotions because most of Jake's story is stemming from exposition that we've never really seen. Exactly. So that I think was a really um, big help. And with that, I think we are ready to transition into our last little bit of this story. As the news spreads, suspects are revealed. Lucas has no memory of the night before. He believes he did it and is wracked with guilt, even while trying to console Jennifer. Ava and Leo both suspect Gwen, and Leo is revealed to have stolen Abby's jewelry the night she died. Okay. And did it. Look. I no, he, no, she didn't. Look, no, she I didn't. get where y'all coming from, but until I see with my own two eyes that she didn't do it, she didn't. Because she already has a body to her name. But it's too easy for it to be Gwen. It's this not- is Ron. I get gonna- that. But I again, th- until I see it with my own two eyes, she will always is, get a finger. The only way, I think Dylan, you were the one who said this last week, the only, or maybe Tony, I don't remember either one of you. I think it was both of us. The only way it would be Gwen is if Emily O'Brien was on her way out from the show. Yeah. I know that logically. They're not going to add another death on Gwen. It's just, like, it's just way too much to come back from within such a short amount of time. And when it's eventually revealed that it's not Gwen... Please don't be, I mean, you're probably going to be pissed off anyway, but just remember that we told you this was probably going to happen. But yeah. Oh, I know it's not. But even still, until I see it with my own two eyes, I'm not putting my foot off of her neck. My question is, why does Ava suspect Gwen? Because she knows. Honestly, she a big suspect in my mind too, because she was acting funny when she heard. Right? My thing is, did she see Gwen that night? That's my question. Wait, did if Ava saw Gwen that night? Yeah, because it, it's clear that Gwen broke out. So does Ava know that Gwen broke out and therefore knows that she could potentially have done it? I honestly started to suspect Ava, but then I was like, wait, didn't she make a call to Abby? And like, I was, I was, I started to suspect her for some reason. Well, yeah. because the way she reacted to Abigail dying was very suspect. Mm-hmm. But then she made a beeline right to the prison and questioned Gwen. So my mind jumped to, okay, so clearly she saw that Gwen broke out of prison. Then she finds out that Abigail is dead. So her next thing is, did you do it? Yeah, because she's not asking for no reason. Because this no one... Nobody no, no, suspected but... her getting out of jail. Right. Exactly. She's in prison. No one with any kind of logic and reason would say, okay, clear, she's locked up. She didn't do, she clearly didn't do this. She's locked up. But Leo and and Ava both immediately suspected her, which leads me to believe that they both saw her the night that Abigail died. Yeah. And I do think that Gwen was over there because, because of the way that she was reacting with Leo, trying to see if he saw something. Yeah. Very, very, very cagey. Um, Again, it's not going to be her. Give it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still on the team or not team Clyde, but I'm still on the 
Clyde is the killer train. I would love that, honestly. Just I would love that too. I don't know if we're going there only because I think that Clyde is gonna wind up with Hush, let me like- be on my delusional train. <laughs> oh, but I can- uh, that that okay, bothered Michael, me too. I will join you in your delusional train. You can believe it's Gwen. No, believe it's Clyde. <laughs> that bothered me too. Because like what bothered you? Leo stealing her jewelry. He's a lot of things, but he's not stupid. Unless he did it before she died. Why? And he, and if she and if he did, he'd dump it because hello, it's a homicide now. Mm-hmm. The very first thing that they are going to do is try to track anything that was missing from that room. Because he's and not going to sell it. That if yeah, he, you, the dumbest person in history. I feel like Clyde is going to somehow get it from Leo. And then Clyde is going to use that jewelry to make Lucas think that he did it since he has no memory to say otherwise. Oh, and then and then try to use Lucas as leverage against EJ. Because we saw Clyde trying to get Lucas to do his bidding before. But now I think Clyde is going to make Lucas think he did it, possibly by putting some of Abigail's jewelry in his room to make him think he did do it. And then Lucas will do whatever Clyde wants for in order for Clyde to stay quiet. That is kind of where I see this going. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. But I think with all the hallucinating that Sarah is going to end up doing, uh, I do wonder if our eventual reveal is going to be that Sarah did it, thinking she was stabbing Kristen. I think I think Sarah is going to be one of the swerves. I think that Xander is going to suspect that she did it and probably cover for her in some way and just think, muddy the waters. I think he might suspect her of it because she attacks Chanel with a knife. And Nicole. And Nicole, oh my God. She and Nicole get into a fight this coming Monday and Xander's there for it. Because Xander oh is... And sweaters in June. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, that's the and that's precisely why I don't think it's going to be Sarah because they are because Sarah is kind of like their get out of jail free card, the same way John was during the whole Charlie thing. Yeah, because they and, had John's TBI to fall back on, and they didn't pull the trigger on that. And I don't think that they'll do it. Was it like basically as much as I despise him? <laughs> the main reason that why I think it's Clyde is. Of the people that are positioned to kind of be involved in this, he's the most expendable. Yeah. And it's always someone who's expendable. Like, I'm willing to be wrong. Like, listen, when Charlie was murdered, I was team make the murderer someone who matters. So if it's Sarah, if it's Lucas, if if it's, hey, I personally would not hate that. If you're going to make it someone who matters, okay, that's that's a brave, bold choice. I can respect that. But I would slander y'all for a few months if y'all did that. <laughs> you know, but it's like history has shown me that it's going to be someone who doesn't really yeah. hold any weight. And right now, especially if Ben and Sierra are about to sail off into the sunset, Clyde's got no reason to be here. Mm. They sailing? We don't. We don't know, but that's what it looks like. I would say we getting a fancy face six, five, I think. But yes, what? You know, it's been seven. (laughs) Didn't they have fancy face two? 
like back in 2003 how are we how have we gotten to fancy face no i think it was i think i think it was actually fancy face three because the original fancy face just blew up so then i think fancy face two would be their new one and then i think i think fancy face four was the boat that sean and bell sailed off in so I think if we're getting another fancy face, it'll be the fifth one, but we'll see. Oh my God, how many fancy faces do we have? <laughs> Plus hope. So I was right, oh, six. <laughs> but um, okay, I'll let you have that one. But <laughs> God. Anyway, back to the story itself. But I will say, Brian is getting some really good material out of this. Like I, I do, I do like like how Lucas is playing the fact that he thinks he did it, but isn't sure because he can't remember, and how terrified he is that he could have possibly done it. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, I do too. I just kind of wish that we had seen a little bit more of Lucas and Abigail's relationship before this, so that it could really pack the full punch, because that's not something that's ever really been played up. Well, they barely played Jennifer and Will either, so. No, I know, That's but why. I just. I remember back way, 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 like mm-hmm. 2002, three, or 2001, two. I think they played it a bit more back then because Abby and Will used to hang out a lot as kids. Yeah, it was like, two, I think it was actually like 2003, 2004, because it was whenever we had that little blonde demon headed demon little boy who was. Yeah, that was further back because we had it like um, in 2003, they aged um, Abby and Will. Yeah. Because there was like, Will back in like 2001 and two was like a demon child. And I remember like he pushed Abby, Gail. Yeah, the swing that's exactly what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. And that was a time when Jennifer like and Lucas all spent together time, like all of them spent time together. But I don't really think that that Marcy and Brian have ever really had scenes together. Mm, Not at the top of my head right now. I can't think of any. Yeah, me either. So that that's the only thing that's making this fall a little short for me. But other than that, Brian is doing an amazing job. And I am curious to see where this story is going to go. Like, I love that we all kind of have different theories. And so far, um, my only other issue is I need you to stop flashing back to the parts of Murder Night that we've already seen. Start giving us stuff that we have not seen, please, and thank you. Because I don't need 4,000 flashbacks to what we already know. I need new information. But does anybody have any final thoughts on this before we move into our segments? Mm, I think that covers it. All righty. So, Michael, do you have a read of the week for us? Yes, yes. I'm not even to do a whole speech. Lucas Horton, come on down. <laughs> I, but better yet, <clears throat> I'm not even just going to blame you. Austin Reed and Philip Kiriakis, you come on down too. <laughs> Austin is like, why am I in this? Right. Because he a dumbass bitch too. <laughs> I am so sick of you three bastards getting in the way of my Kate redemption story. Every time I move three steps up, you three bastards come back and move. (laughs) I'm so sick of this. 
And honestly, you can see in Kate's face, she's sick of this. You bastards have burned too many bridges and there's just nothing we can do for you. Lucas, you a whole grandfather out here twice over. Why you can't handle your own shit? I mean, Jesus, all y'all old enough to get AARP. Why? Why y'all keep bringing y'all mama into this? I mean, she brings herself Why into her twilight years for him to do something for y'all. If it ain't Lucas killing his niece, it's Philip going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and laying folks in a river. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm so good with y'all. Will don't even cause this much problems. No, what he is he in <laughs> <laughs> You're just dragging her like family throughout. No, I get it. Because it's... it's getting old, just like her sons. It's getting old. <laughs> okay, what about Rex? What about him? Well, she hasn't... Kate hasn't what, uh, what about gone him? To... No, no. What about him? Exactly. We don't count him. You counted all of her sons. But those are all of the sons that she has gone to the mat and done ridiculous things for. She hasn't had a chance to do that with Rex. Not yet. Give her time. She doesn't have much more time. She's coming back soon. She doesn't what? You are not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tony is not seeing the kingdom. (laughs) Tony will not be where the blessings are. What did you say? Tony will not be where the blessings reside. Look, when Lauren Coslo hit it and cuss you out, I want nothing to do with it. Nothing. I didn't say that at all. What did Tony say? I didn't hear it. I basically said there's not much more time left for her to have a chance to do that. (gasps) That was all Tony. Give give them your at, dear. Y'all know where to find me. But yeah, I'm, I'm sick of this. Lucas got gray pubic hairs. I'm just <laughs> Sorry, I'm 30 years ago. Oh my God. Oh. Am I lying? No, you're not no. lying, but I'm going to go ahead and say your read is complete before we go any further down the road to hell. Old as Nick. Stop that shit, man. This nigga's going to kill you. All right, if he can okay. lift his, his arm. Anyway, let's move oh. on. Good Lord. Okay, I'm going to move us on to Praise or Shade. Dylan, why don't you kick us off? Okay, Um, my praise for this week is going to be like the people who I feel like did really, really good work in really quiet moments. Um, I said earlier that I thought Dan did a lot with just his facial expressions and his body language. And I just... You could just see how affected EJ was without him like going over the top. And I appreciated that. I think Carson did a lot of really solid, quiet work. Like you could feel that Johnny was absolutely devastated and he let himself be open and vulnerable without going to the, you know, screaming at the heavens place and I appreciated that um in the scenes where they say goodbye to Abigail just like Matthew Ashford's hesitation to even like touch her look at her like when he said I don't know how to do this you felt that because he really conveyed 
someone who just did not know in that moment how to be in that space in that place with his loved one trying to say goodbye so like and oh Camilla like I her reactions like her initial like I know you lying <laughs> that you know it was very true to who Gabby it was wasn't. all a trick that Todd set up yeah you know it was very true to who Gabby is as a character but it was also very true to the history because she was like uh-uh they did this before we thought Abby was dead in a plane crash it was a, it was a lie I know that this is a lie this cannot be the truth and I just I don't know I appreciated those moments that we got from people where they keyed in to the emotion without doing too much so that is my praise of the week okay i am going to piggyback off of what dylan said and i'm going to praise the acting and a couple of standout moments that i didn't really get to touch on during the recap um i basically loved everything that billy flynn did this week um there was one moment in particular that knocked me to the ground when he saw her in the bedroom and he had the, like that ghostly vision and he came over to the bed and he was on his knees and he was talking to her I got such a flashback of Billy and Marcy's very first scenes together when he found her in Thomas's nursery that I almost knocked the wind out of me I was not expecting that at all but I kind of loved that little touch um I kind of loved that Chad and Gabby could sort of put their issues aside and are potentially going to team up together to find out what happened to Abigail. When Gabby said, I'm the only person who gets to mess with Abigail Devereaux Demera, I felt that. And I just want to give kudos to everyone involved in this story because everybody did some really, really, really good work. Michael, do you have a praise or a shade? I'm shading. Uh-oh. My shade goes to Lucas Horton. <laughs> because again, bitch, you qualify for early bird specials. Why is we bringing your mama into it? it, it that if y'all was in the group message this week, y'all knew just how bad that pissed me off this week. Because every single time my girl gets some credibility in this town, she has to shit it all away for her fucking children. And that is my shade. All right, Arya. I know you said earlier you were shading this week, so why don't we close this out? Well, uh, my shade is very controversial. Let me get my rocks. Oh, <laughs> no tomatoes, just rocks. It's Juneteenth. We're throwing concrete. <laughs> well, okay. This I I did not. For the most part, like I said before, like there were some moments. For the most part, I did not find any of the performances good. Aside. Oh, wait, I'm going to let you list the names. Hold on. Aside from Dan, Carson, and Camilla. You missed the name. Get the rocks, y'all. Wait, wait, you don't even put Deidre on the list? Damn. And, oh, I mean, Deidre too, but I was thinking more of the direct, like, people who were directly affected by it. It 
There's no Kate and McLean on this list. Uh, and I think it's intentional, which is why I'm hiding in cover for, for and, and, and the performances were not performing for me. The, uh, Bad take. It's a, I have to shade it when I don't like something. Bad take. It's a very accurate take for me, but I get that it's a bad one for you. But it's not just the acting. Like I said before, the pacing was weird. The lack of drama for me, for me, took me out. Not seeing the reactions for Jack and Jennifer also was odd. And yeah, we do get to see JJ next week, but not not even the dressing this week was weird. Abby's death did not hit me in any way from performance, from writing to just the way it played out. And... I wish I felt the opposite way. I wish I enjoyed more than just a few moments, but it was not, it was a really rough week. And well, I have something that can hit you. Throw the rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't shaded in a while, I think. But no, I it's been a minute. I had to do it. I didn't tweet it on the timeline because I don't want to ruin it anyone's quote-unquote fun or rain on anyone's parade or whatever even if someone like just a character just died but like i had to say it i did not feel it big mistake (laughs) maybe it's coming in the next few weeks my opinion might change but it was it, it we're not off to a good start and that's my shade and also filth rushed but that i kind of get because they kind of had to like write a quick exit i guess but anyway i'm done <laughs> that's oh. the rocks oh my god okay <laughs> i think i am going to wrap this up and this has been another edition of soap dish salem style we will be back next week with a very special emmy show as well as our regular recap show so, Make sure y'all send some rocks to Ariette's comedy. Because <laughs> I know y'all want to throw them too. And they might when they hear this. I'm sorry. I love you guys. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the fan reaction to this is when the episode drops. You and I are going to get dragged when the episode drops. But that's okay. <laughs> anyway, this has been another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See y'all. any rocks you can. Concrete, diamonds, <laughs> charcoal, just throw them all. <laughs>